0: Hey cycling fam, before we get into the next episode, I just want to tell you how amazing you are. And I hope you're having the most productive week because how we do one thing is how we do everything. And you know, I hope you're just putting on a smile for me as you're listening to this. So with that, have a good one. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Dao, your host, fellow cyclist, All right, everybody, welcome back for another episode of Secrets in the Saddle, all things cycling podcast with your host, Sylvie Due. And I am super excited to bring back my friend, Dan Hurd, whom I interviewed almost a year ago. So it was episode 17. So, and that was in January. So, oh my gosh, can you imagine? It's like October, and I'm into like over 120 episodes. It's just Flying by, but we left Dan. Um, I had found him through a friend, and he was cycling, he'd been cycling across the United States for the last two and a half years, I believe, in for awareness, uh, suicide awareness. So we caught him at his buddy's place, he was just about to finish his uh trip in air. I think you're making your way to Arizona. And you got hit by a car on the road in Texas. And that's where we found him at his friend's place. And so, Dan, we're so excited to have, I'm so excited to have you back. Um, And before we bring Dan out, don't forget to follow both of us on Instagram and, uh, you're in on Instagram too, right, Dan? Yeah. 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 On Instagram. And uh, so, all right, Dan, what have you been up to?
1: Billy, it's great to be back. It's uh, yeah, the last time uh, we talked, I was in Texas. Uh, I had just got hit in Arizona. Actually, I was uh, Arizona was my forty-fourth state. Uh, originally, I was supposed to finish in Seattle, um, but I got laid oh. up for seven months from that accident. And uh, wow. thankfully, I had a friend that I had met on my journey as well that uh, took me in and let me heal up for seven months. Um, when we talked in January, I was just kind of learning how to think again is <laughs> the best oh, way to wow. say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Eh? Um I w-
1: I was really concussed, I-, I had a TBI from my accident. So Great. the first few months was really tough for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: and then even after that, uh I started doing the podcast with uh, Heart of Volunteer Veterans podcast. That's right. Moving Mondays which you were on as well. Mm-hmm. And um you know, it was really cool to-, to be able to do that and uh for me it was really a transitioning time it, it helped train my mind a lot so um right. I was so concussed that I couldn't even remember things like I could tell you something and I wouldn't remember it right after
0: it was cute when we did the interview because you're like if I forget <laughs> yeah. where we left off I was like okay that's <laughs> exactly. but you did an amazing job like I would never have known but I mean you made an amazing recovery because you're continued on with your goal which is amazing yeah so so, now you're you're almost or you are done
1: i technically i am done i officially finished october 10th so this coming weekend Mm -hmm. um and uh so i I made it here a little early but I'm, i'm visiting the navy friends that i served with which is part of my journey and uh, mm-hmm. I would have felt really bad if I finished and then saw them because then I felt like it wasn't part of the journey. Right. So that was kind of my uh, reasoning for it. And, uh, but yeah, to get back on the road, it was, it was, a, a hard seven months for me. Um, mm-hmm. I had to learn how to like pretty much walk again with my left leg and, uh, went to physical therapy, uh, started walking around my neighborhood. I think that's when we did our, you in my interview. Yeah. Is,
0: I think you were uh, straving yourself or you were on one of those platforms. I was like, yes. hey, and he's like, his walk around town. <laughs> every, I was doing every street at one point. My goal,
1: yeah, was that's was, right. <laughs> I, my goal was to do 10 miles of walking so that I could get back on a bicycle. Wow. Um, and uh, it took me a little while, but I got to it. And then I got approved to get on a bicycle and start riding. And I started doing little, low miles, no gear, nothing. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it really just kind of brought me back to life and it helped my healing process a lot because I was, you know, thinking on the road. I was doing um, like mock interviews in my head, um, uh-huh. <laughs> people that I would meet. So even if I didn't do an interview with them in person, I was like almost doing an interview with them while I was like exercising and trying to get my strength back. So uh, right. after seven months, I left Texas and I restarted in Seattle, uh, where I was oh, originally okay. supposed to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> timing of the year, it was it was the beginning of June almost. And, uh, it was just too hot to restart in Arizona. And yeah, I really, <laughs> I use that as my excuse. Honestly, I, uh, I don't think I was ready to go back to Arizona.
0: Oh, uh, I see. Right.
1: And, uh, so for me, it was, it took me, it gave me that time to kind of prepare for it and, right. uh, in the season. So it, it, it <laughs> yeah. worked out It in my favor in that sense. But, uh, so yeah, I I
0: like a, <laughs> this is that heat stroke instead yeah exactly. road.
1: it was still hot so um yeah. but i restarted in seattle i made my way down the coast uh bouncing in and out a little bit before the fires really started down here and oh, yeah.
0: um i see that alex our friend is up in that area right now i just saw him he is he's uh i'm on instagram
1: excited. i'm super excited to see alex he's uh he's are you gonna see here. him he's on his way to come to my finish
0: Okay. Okay, guy. Okay. Both of you. We need to get both of you on the podcast together.
1: Well, we'll have to do it on Sunday because I'm leaving Vegas on Monday.
0: Oh, shit. I'm just like, what am I doing Sunday? Uh, I could do it in the afternoon. All right. We'll, we'll talk about that out. after. Yeah. We'll talk about it off, off after. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. that's awesome. I'm
1: so proud of him too, because one, he's an ambassador for the One Pedal at a Time movement. My yes, that's right. Uh, and we met in Utah uh, like, 12 days before my accident.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, he rode with me all the way into number 44, which is Arizona. And then we split up. And then the next day I got hit. He was uh, one of the first people, although I didn't allow and have, uh, I wasn't allowed to have visitors because of COVID and I wouldn't have allowed them anyways. I was going uh-huh. through a lot in my own mind. He yeah. was one of the only, he was one of the people that uh, showed up to deliver stuff to make sure I was okay. So uh, it was really good to see him there. Uh, he was my first uh interview that i did on my own podcast for movement monday
0: okay. uh, and he's the one
1: that really inspired the friends from the road podcast that i'm doing now and uh so he was uh, on both of those actually he, he started there he came to visit me in texas on his way through uh, i saw him again in uh, maine
0: mm-hmm. uh, when i was
1: visiting home for a month uh, oh that's there.
0: right i remember seeing that yeah, and, I didn't re- uh, oh, we were, I, and I was like, you guys got to get together. <laughs> I never heard it from you.
1: <laughs> I know well, it's like quick, is,
0: quick visits, but this will be
1: perfect. So me and him have seen each other in every single time zone now, except oh, for the gosh. Pacific. So he's coming here, so we'll see each other on a bicycle in every time zone. Um, Are you so gonna bike really with him awesome. home? No, I would. <laughs> I think he's staying here in Vegas. He's got some friends and family out here. Uh, So he might stay out here for a little while. I'm heading to Alabama. Um, Oh, okay. I I have a car ride. A friend is giving me a ride from, uh, he's coming out from North Carolina for the finish line and he's going to drop me off in Alabama. Um, I have a van there that I've been working on details of getting. um, Someone is loaning me a van because I can't afford one. And -hmm. uh, pretty much I just got to insure it. I got to fix it. So it runs and uh, get it on the road. And then I'm heading to Colorado.
0: He's like, one from one end to the other. And then back. I'm sure you can't find a van in Vegas. I'm sure you can find a van in Vegas.
1: <laughs> I, I'm sure I could, but I'd have to pay for it. And everything yeah. with, with the pandemic, <laughs> vans, vehicles, used vehicles are so expensive right now. I'm really grateful. I heard. It's so ins- they're like, worth double what they're worth right now. Um, you, you could literally sell your car for double what it's worth almost if it's. A I like car. that
0: idea because we're, I, but then we'd have to get another one. So I don't know. exactly <laughs> like, I, like hold on to my paid vehicle,
1: <laughs> but you know, stuff like that. So I'm really grateful that I have a really good friend of mine. He's also the one that helped start my nonprofit. Um, and uh, during the beginning of the pandemic, when when everything shut down in the United States, um, I stopped my journey for uh, like 12, 13 weeks and uh, ended up going to Alabama and taking shelter right. there. So, mm-hmm. this family's been really uh, supportive of my journey, been really supportive of me as a person. And uh, they've really been helping me out with uh, just loading this van. They're not even selling it to me. They're, they're literally loaning it to me so that I don't have to worry about paying for it um, rather right. than coming up with the, the basic cost of making
0: it run. So, <laughs> who um, knows what that's going to be?
1: <laughs> well, it, well, thankfully, the person that gave it to my friend. Maybe uh, a battery. It's a battery and probably an electrical harness issue. Um, oh, okay. The vehicle is an international
0: vehicle. It came from Canada. Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Bear uh, watch. It hasn't rusted out because of all the winters up there. <laughs> well, it can't be worse. It's in Florida. It's
1: in Alabama now on the humid uh, Gulf Coast. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Maybe. I don't know what's <laughs> worse salt or snow and salt. The,
1: exactly. <laughs> right. So uh, the vehicle was given to them because of a uh, a couple that was traveling from, I think they were from Norway, but they were doing from like Canada down to South America, and oh, when the pandemic started, right. And so they they left the van, they gave it to my friend, said give it to somebody that will need it, um, and left and, and left the country. So, uh, it you know it looks like it's a in a way it's a blessing in disguise, and I'm thankful for it. And so that's gonna oh, yeah. restart restarted in life. Uh, I got a job already lined up in Colorado. <laughs> Um, oh so awesome
0: there, what are we going to be doing I'm going to be a handyman
1: uh hey. so general stuff uh you know that's that's kind of my skill my skill set anyways mm-hmm. um by trade I'm a machinist and a welder um and uh, I, I did plumbing Ooh. for a while I was a diesel engineer in the military um I've done a lot of house stuff um so I, I got a little bit of skills here and there so it uh that definitely those helps. are good and skills I'm, oh yeah and the, yeah. guy that, the guy that I got the job from, I worked for last year uh, when I built my camper. So mm-hmm. the money that I made to build the camper was working from him. So he already kind of knew a little bit about my work ethic and, and everything. So um, that helped as well. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I'm going to be in Denver area for a while. But that's not my ultimate settling point. Colorado, New Mexico definitely probably will be. But uh, Colorado, Denver is a great place to get restarted. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of blooming opportunity. So, uh, I'm taking it, taking that opportunity and going with it.
0: Well, I'm super excited for you, Dan. Now let's backtrack because yeah. I want to ask you like, so you got back on your bike. When did you officially get back on your bike?
1: So I officially got back on the journey in Seattle. The I journey. Okay. May 27th. Okay. Um, I started riding again at the, uh, I think it was the beginning of March.
0: Yes, so it, was, it was. like just like training a, yourself.
1: Yeah, and I was like yeah. riding around the neighborhood doing like five, 10 miles at first. And, yeah, I, like, and then Yay. I got up to a point where I think I did a weekend ride and I did like 70 miles. And I was just like, yeah, no gear. And then
0: like- <laughs> Oh, no gear, um, that's right. No gear. <laughs> no 50 pounds of gear. No, no. My, well, at least I you're not- you, I wish you don't have a trailer this time, pounds. right?
1: <laughs> no. So, the, so my last setup weighed 350 pounds yeah which which was phenomenal that i could even i did the continental Divide nine passes with it so uh that's amazing to me when i think of that but uh my new bike only weighs 150 pounds
0: you must feel like a rock star on that well you would think
1: so except <laughs> because of the injuries and everything else mm-hmm. uh realistically i'm at the same level as if i was doing the 350 pound bicycle and uh and still at that same strength level that I was at before the accident. So I'm still thankful that I can still ride as many miles as I am with the gear that I have, but um, I'm still nowhere near
0: where I was. (laughs) Well, I'm sure you'll get there because, you know, your body start, remember, remember. But I remember when we talked, you, like on your journey, because you're riding for Suicide Awareness, you had, like you came across people and their stories did you experience that this time like even though you've been on the road for I don't know five months did you have yeah yeah? can you tell us about one that you would like Uh, to share well uh, uh, (laughs) I know they're kind of personal but um you had uh, a couple really nice ones on the first podcast so I was just wondering if you might have another one that you could uh, share
1: uh since the since restarting uh when I before the accident I had mm-hmm. the day before my accident I did my eightieth intervention on a gentleman. And right. uh and uh since then I've done three more. Um two of them uh all three of them have been um over the phone or over social media type things. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I guess
0: because it's a little hmm. different now that these days, but it is. Um, uh,
1: and- one of the people I met in person, and one of the people, I, the other people I, I already knew um, from the military. So, uh, one of them was struggling with uh, the Afghan uh, uh, outing, I guess. And mm-hmm. uh, and um, but no, uh, in person stuff. I've had uh, you know, just sharing my stories, telling people what I'm doing, and you know, if you remember uh, from any of my photos. Yeah, let's uh, recap. Do you want
0: to recap
1: that? that? Yeah. Yeah. The sign that I carry on the front of my bike is uh, make a stranger smile, be the change. Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: My first sign got pretty damaged from the accident. So I had a new one made. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: uh, you know, that that came about because of an organization called PMA Bike Rides um, in Philly. And uh, they had that sign. They they gave it to me. And so on the new one, I um, made sure I gave them uh, credit for it. But, uh, mm-hmm. it also talks about suicide awareness and excuse me yeah my folk, my throat's getting a little dry <clears throat> i
0: know um, <laughs>
1: they, this Vegas dry stuff is yeah I- out. <laughs> <laughs> um but no they uh so um oh man i lost my train of thought help me out
0: <laughs> you were so you got the sign from a, a company in philly yeah. and you were giving them credit and I think you stopped there.
1: Yeah. So on the sign, it says uh, before it didn't have suicide awareness on it. Uh, this oh, that's it right. talks yeah. about the one pedal at a time movement, the organization and uh, that I'm doing it for suicide awareness. So <clears throat> even if I'm in a store or whatever, uh, people see my sign a lot and uh, that's how the other person uh, reached out to me. I actually oh. uh, taped my business card with my, uh, my uh, little scanner thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Your QR code. Thank you. Oh T. yeah, side. that's
1: so smart. So I put that on my thing and I taped it on there and I took another car and I put it on the other side so they could see the nonprofit. And right. uh, so people can see that stuff, but um, you know, even that the person that reached out to me to, that was struggling uh, told me just seeing that sign when they came out of the grocery store was enough to reach out to me and, and, and not want to take their own life. Um, but they were still struggling, so they, that's why they mm-hmm. reached out. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was really thankful, one, that I had service to, to get back to them immediately um, because I was in the town that they were in. So thankfully, I was nearby, but uh, they weren't uh, comfortable coming to see me in person. Um, yeah. But they, they were grateful, and we were able to get a plan in place for them to, to feel safe. And um, that's why, uh, you know this journey I wanted to finish for myself. Uh, yeah. A few people have mentioned that, you know, I didn't have to finish the, the, the last four states. You know, it was a pretty big accomplishment to do 44 of them, uh, especially mm-hmm. after the dramatic accident that I went through. Uh, to do it after seven months was pretty um, pretty ballsy, I guess, is the best way to put it.
0: <laughs> well, if you can, and if you're working up to it and you made it a goal, you should definitely go for it. Like, I mean, Absolutely. even if it it's takes you a little bit longer. Right.
1: Uh, yeah. Me, uh, I had to do it sooner than later because I am really fearful of cars. Uh, even being on the road for the last four or five months um, yeah. has been torture in a lot of ways every day. So, um, you know, even the experiences of meeting people, like, I, I rode with a group uh, right before I got to San Francisco. Um, it was one of the first times I felt safe being on the road because there were people Mm -hmm. behind me. Even if we weren't like immediately together, I knew they were back down a few miles or something behind me. I knew there were people in front of me and it just made me feel more comfortable that at least cars knew that we were on the road. I wasn't alone because I I've learned since the accident that uh, I don't fear death. Uh, You know, a lot of people fear death. I think it's going to, it's going to happen right um, but I, I fear dying alone I guess is what it is mm. and being alone when that mm. happens right um and, and that accident kind of gave me that realization and, and I didn't realize that realization until I got to San Francisco with these with this group of guys and uh it was just really awesome but even from that like uh I made a lo- some really good friendships out of those group of guys uh one of the guys uh, came down when I got to San Diego and followed me out to uh, Phoenix. So he followed me through the desert for a week,
0: um, okay, which was cool really
1: awesome. One, because it was my first time having a
0: support vehicle in, <laughs>
1: at that point in three years. I feel like
0: I'm not riding by myself ever again.
1: <laughs> it was uh, it was so awesome because the first day, like when he offered it to me, I was like, oh man, that's cool. Like, I'll be fine. Like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> like. And then uh, he was like, "No, nah, man, I really, yeah." He's like that. He's like, "I really <laughs> insist. Like, I'd feel more comfortable." And so the first day, I rode with all my stuff. I was like, "Yeah, I can do this." Uh, and then I had an issue with my bike, so I had to take everything off of it, and uh, and then we got it fixed. And I was like, "Man, this was so much easier than having to walk 20 miles to the bike shop to figure this out, <laughs> and uh, and having cold water every time I stopped because he would like." all right, I'll see you in an hour and a half, two hours. I'll, I'll, I'll see you at some point. I know your route, And he would just yeah. pull over. I'd be like perfectly finishing my war, now just warm water. <laughs> and he'd be like, here's more ice. Here's more cold fluids. Take a quick break. It was amazing. And I would have never uh, had that if I didn't meet him and, and hung out with him in San Francisco. And I did mm-hmm. an episode with him. Uh, now he's actually been on my podcast, Friends from the Road, twice. Um, oh, did, cool. Uh, when he was on his own journey on uh, bicycling, and then he did it with me when uh, I met a lady, I, I met a group, a girl that's riding rollerblading across um, from California to Florida right now, trying to beat the Guinness World Record.
0: Rollerblading?
1: Yeah, and she has the support buddy, uh, so he's on his bicycle yeah. carrying. Most oh,
0: Right. Uh,
1: yeah, she's, uh, I think she's like about to be 35 days into it or something like that. what does uh, she
0: have to beat do you the guinness record the
1: guinness record official record is 63 days oh wow um the unofficial record uh is 43 days or 46 days she's trying to go for 43 (laughs) whoa and she's doing amazing so i I was fortunate to ride with them for a few days uh with them and uh we had we all got the benefits of the support vehicle and uh, unfortunately for them, it was at the beginning of their journey, whereas mm-hmm. for me, it's at the end of it. And I know not to expect that. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I know it took them a few days after we separated um, the transition back to not having, uh, you know, that support and everything. So uh, they're still going strong, though. I'm happy for them. But uh, so, yeah, even those, like, small interactions, just having people uh, offer things and, you know, be there to support me, um, the weather was 110 plus degrees every day going through the desert.
0: Um, oh my god, I remember that. I didn't, I did a race in 2006, I'll never forget it. It was in Utah in July. Oh, that's worse. Oh, oh. I,
1: I yeah. love Utah. I want to go to back, I can't wait to go back to
0: Moab, but yeah, yeah, not, it was true. It was July. around Moab, yeah, yeah. That, well, September, I know, October.
1: I want to be there right now, but I can't. <laughs> um, that was brutal uh, But yeah other than that it's been uh you know just i've taken a step back as much as i was uh you know before the journey uh before the accident i, I was mm-hmm. so focused on suicide awareness which i still am um but before i was reaching out the news media i was going to do speeches more often yeah um, i kind of went back to the kind of the beginning of my journey where i uh, was more personal. I kind of tried to interact with just people, um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, uh, again, like I said, I, I had a lot of fears uh, um, uh, before. Uh, I, I I don't know if I would have ever stopped my journey. You know what I'm saying? Oh
0: but right, because you were. The, you was like two and a half years. You were going yeah. at uh, it. I was just over at
1: that point. And to be honest, um, a few weeks before the accident, I I definitely was. I was all, like, I, I thought I was going to finish in Seattle, keep, ride back to New England, and then just keep riding for the rest of my life until I got tired of it. And uh, that accident kind of made me realize that there's more to it and uh, that I'm, I don't want to be on the road forever and I'm looking forward to the next thing, but I'm also
0: afraid of it. Uh, What's the next thing?
1: Well, getting to Colorado, trying to get my oh, to okay. Um, my goal is, uh, um, one, I got to get it reestablished. So as, as you know, in the previous episode, uh, we talked about how I'm doing this whole thing with no savings. I wanted to show people financially that we could survive. Um, mm-hmm. so I figured out day by day, uh, that doesn't work for life in a normal setting. It worked for me on the road, but, uh, you know, just trying to get the idea of making sure I had a job, making sure I have a place to live, transportation to get to work. Uh, not being in a place that's warm, where I've been following the warmth for the last three and a half years now. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And and of course, I'm moving there at the beginning of winter. So I wanted to make sure that I was going to be safe, and I wanted to make sure all these things. And um, for a while there, especially getting towards the end of California, getting to San Diego where I lived, uh, where I was stationed in the Navy. um, Okay that was kind of the realization point that I was getting close to my end and uh-huh. it was going to be realistically, it was going to be the realization point either way. Um, because I knew I was going to be finishing in Seattle and vice versa. I knew I was going to be finishing in Las Vegas. So, um, I knew that when I, as I got there, it was, it was getting close to the end. And so my mind kind of subconsciously flipped from, um, the mission to figuring out what I got to do. And, yeah. uh, Unfortunately, though, we all we all go through those phases where mm-hmm. I started thinking about my future way too much. Like, you know, I still had to finish this journey. Um, yeah, but we have, you know, obviously it's important to think about the future,
0: but <laughs> overthinking about it creates creates so much anxiety. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, you can you can really like get deep into that and and uh, a, overanalyze everything. Limit. Yeah, it's yeah, a healthy
1: limit. And I was getting to the point where. By the time i got to phoenix um i was going to so some appointments that i needed to take care of for my accident and mm-hmm. uh and just some other things you know for, for my future so it kind of get made me kind of dive deep into my future and start worrying about that like i said I, I had this ball of anxiety in me and then what that created was um the stresses that i was dealing with i was so worried about making the same mistakes in my past, even though I'm not the same person I was four years right. ago, five years ago, right. I attempted suicide for my third time and was already planning my fourth. Um, but I still am fearful of those thoughts because I still get those thoughts. I'm not gonna, you know, anybody that says- but they,
0: they cure Those demons away. never go away, right? They're always no, kind of hanging out. Learn.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. we learn how to deal with them and we learn how to yeah. not listen to them as much. Um, but they're, they're, they're always there, you know, and they always tell me I'm not good enough. they always tell me that I'm better off, uh, you know, all these things and deep down, Whoa, deep,
0: we got to crush them. I know. Crush I'm them.
1: So, we need I to talk people, to me.
0: Call me Deep down,
1: deep down. I know the truth and I know where I'm supposed to go and I know where I'm supposed to be. Um, and I think a lot of us know that and know where mm-hmm. we're supposed to go and be, uh, that deep down though. Uh, our shallow thoughts the shallow waters in our life uh really kind of hold us back because you know we see how choppy it is and how rough it looks and it, it kind of just deters us from going down below where the waters calmer it's nicer it's more beautiful
0: from the um, chaos
1: that's above you know what i'm saying
0: that's i was going to say you should be riding the wave which is yeah. at the top the upper top well, most, you can do that uh, for too. most of the yeah but and And that, and I love that you have your plan
1: because,
0: you know, getting to Colorado and Denver and then settling into a job, like you have a lot of good experience. And like you said, work ethic, you're passionate Hey, 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 let's take a mini break because I have to tell you about this unique online cycling coaching program that's going to blow your mind. This is your fast and easy way to become a better and stronger cyclist by joining an online 16-week cycling training program geared towards improving cycling skills. My name is Sylvie Dao, your podcast host and Level 3 National Cycling Performance Coach. I've been coaching this unique 16-week program every winter since 2006. Why did I create this unique 16-week program? Winters were harsh and still are here in the region. No one likes or liked to work out alone in their basements until the world of online cycling really took off last year during COVID, which has been a game changer for cyclists worldwide. So why would you sign up to a 16-week program online road cycling training skills program when you could be riding inside well here's the thing there's this little known thing called the four key pedal strokes hardly anyone is talking about but when you learn and use them you'll see a huge difference in your cycling performance not to mention improve, impressing your friends and yourself first why are you training on a trainer this winter anyways what are your goals do you want to get faster could it be moving from 18 kilometers an hour to 20 kilometers an hour do you want to win that sprint are you looking to get stronger on the hills do you want to now be the first to the top not the last is it your endurance base building do you want to move into a faster ride group or maybe you're looking at getting into racing Whatever the goals, they require specific skills that need to be taught and practiced in order to improve. I've coached over 500 cyclists in this program with a reported 5-20% to increase in cycling fitness over the 16 weeks. Here are a couple of reasons that this program might be for you. You're still frustrated with climbing hills and keeping up with the pack. You like structure and scheduled training sessions. You would like to train in your cycling zones. Your heart rate is all over the place. Possibly you want to optimize gear changing and learn a little bit more about that to become more efficient. You would like coaching feedback on technique and form. Joining a cycling skills program like the 16-week program can provide more benefits that will help drastically improve your cycling fitness through focused training in your heart rate zones, hill climbing, speed, endurance, while building up fitness through the 16 weeks of periodized winter and strength training program. Go to 16wkroadcycling.ca. That's 16wkroadcycling.ca for all the details and to join today. The program starts in December. Now back to our episode. you know, people like you, I mean, people are looking for people like you to work now. Like if, because, you know, like it's hard to find good people. And I don't think for a second that you will ever have a problem, like finding and move yourself, moving your way up somewhere, wherever it is, or, you know, going somewhere and finding another job once you get established.
1: And that's the thing. And I think, yeah, uh, and I know for a fact that I'll be, I know, especially after doing this journey
0: mm-hmm. and surviving
1: this, I should be able to, I know I should be able to survive anything. And it's, and it's a great
0: feeling, it.
1: you but know, At the same time, like I said, those, those thoughts and uh, those doubts, you know, uh, those are what came about. So I, have taken a lot of time the last few weeks to kind of, um, you know, leading up to getting to Vegas to really process all that stuff and. And, uh, so I did a lot of pray, and I did a lot of meditate, and I did a lot of yoga, did a lot of stretching, uh, just kind of cleared my thoughts and, um, that ball of anxiety finally went away after I did all that. And, uh, I'm back to where I know that I'm, I'm going to be fine. And, and I share that because I want people to realize that, you know, I'm no, super, I'm not a superhuman. I'm not, I didn't cure myself. I, I'm not Uh, any different, you know, I'm, I'm stronger. I'm definitely different than I was, but you know, I, I still deal with those thoughts. I still deal with those struggles, but I have the tools. I have the people, I have Mm -hmm. the,
0: uh,
1: the mindset that everything will be fine. Even in those rough times, uh, I know it's going to be rough. You know, I know it's going to be tough. Um, especially for the, you know, for me, I think it's gonna be tough for the first three to six months, you know, getting myself into this routine of not getting on a bicycle every day anymore because it's going to be winter. I'm not going to get on a bike uh, as much. You're going to have
0: to get a trainer. Put it on. The,
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to be living in a van. So my goal, oh! I'm going to be, I've already thought of these things.
0: So oh,
1: right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a gym <laughs> membership because I, I still need to stay hygienically uh, you know, clean. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so I want to get a gym membership that has showers. Of course. And, you know, those gyms always have, uh, you know, uh, spinning machines so mm-hmm. I'll just get on a bike after work for an hour, spin, get a little more sweaty than I already did for the day and then I'll clean myself up and I'll go to bed in my, my van so I've already thought of things because I've been really fearful uh, you know, having that seven months off the bike, especially the first four months off the bike I was going into a I was avoiding to try to go into a dark place, but I was going slipping into a dark spot Right um, you know just not knowing what my future was not knowing if I was going to be able to to finish the journey at that point and uh, or even to be at that point not even to be sure if I could find a bicycle
0: um, well I, you seem to be very resourceful because look at you now
1: <laughs> I know uh, and, and really a lot of that's just been blessings um you know the right people show up and see certain things whether it's posting on social media and a lot of that has to do with you know we hold stuff in so much and we think that we have to figure out within ourselves Mm -hmm. every time i do that chaos happens as soon as i put it out into the world whether that's you know meditating on it or saying it to another person or whatever it is it seems to always find its way sooner or later to work out whether that's in my favor or not but it always works out and uh, so i've come to that realization
0: yeah. I think putting it out there and just uh, seeing what happens, you know, it, it's way better than holding it in for sure. So now you are ready to, so you're finished your bike or are you biking to that van?
1: Uh, no, so I'm not biking for the van. Oh so. no,
0: that's right. You got a lift. So,
1: yes. So I'm now, hanging
0: out this week in uh, Vegas. Uh, yeah.
1: you know, people are starting to trickle in, I think on Thursday or Friday. Um, oh. uh, you know, I don't know for sure how many people are coming. I, off the top of my head, I know of at least 10 people. Um,
0: wow, Jesus, <laughs> that are that's a lot. Throughout.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's cool because it's, uh, it's people that I met throughout the journey. Uh, actually, this is really amazing and I'm really excited for it. Um, one of the people that is coming, uh, I've never met, um, but I've known him since the beginning of my journey. Oh, very
0: good. Where'd you meet Um,
1: him? We, uh, we met because of a mutual friend of ours. Uh, this gentleman was going through a tough time and a friend of my friend reached out to me about him. Uh, so I contacted him and, uh, he was one of my earlier interventions. And uh, so we never, we never met in person, but, uh, over the course of time, we've, uh, you know, kept in touch, you know, we follow up with each other. He gives me updates on how he's doing. I, him updates on how i'm doing and you know we've kind of built a friendship and uh it's gonna be really cool to you know take this person that um i've seen kind of build himself back up from something that he didn't think he could ever recover from to to seeing him uh adulting i guess is the best way to put it (laughs) for for the words that i can use uh but he's doing everything he can to, to be the best person he can and um you know i was hoping i got to see him in seattle uh he was a couple hours too north of me to bike there uh when i say a couple hours that's car ride so that's like three or four. Oh, days. so that's <laughs>
0: like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and two days two on miles. the bike
1: <laughs> so uh and it was literally at the beginning of it so i wasn't trying to add uh right. extra miles at that point i was like i'm just trying to finish <laughs> like hey i'll
0: see you in vegas
1: cool well actually he found i just found out uh about two weeks ago that he was coming Um, so I'm really excited that he's coming and that we get to meet in person finally. And, uh, we'll get to spend time together on Saturday and a little bit of time on Sunday with everybody else. And so uh, that's, that's actually something I'm really excited about because it's, uh, you know, a a lot of the interventions I have done, uh, are one-time things. Mm -hmm. Not many of them, uh, keep in touch because usually, um, when you get out of a certain state of mind, you don't want to go back to. the the person that helped you get out of that mind because sometimes you feel like you might Mm. end up back there. Um, So, you know, I understand why people don't reach back out, um, but I'm glad that they're Mm. doing good, that they're not having to reach back out. Yeah, Um, In that sense.
0: That is a good good point. So you also mentioned that, I'm sure if we, your other friend, Alex, who you put me in touch with, and I can't remember what episode that is in the 30s or 40s, but yeah. he's going to be rolling because I spoke with him. He was in Florida getting his bike ready at his dad's place. And he was shortly getting ready to start his journey. And he's been. Well, he actually. uh So he,
1: he stopped in Florida to kind of recoup. And, yeah. Uh, um, at that point, he had already done. I think it was like 30 something states.
0: Oh, that's right. He was like and, halfway in.
1: So he took like, uh, I think he took two months off so he could spend time for the holidays mm-hmm. uh, with his dad and uh, the family that is down there. And then, then he restarted and made it to Maine um, where I was happened to be visiting. Um, I, w- I went home for April um, right before I restarted because I told everybody I was going to be home after three years and uh, it, it wasn't going to happen. And my original plan was to get to Seattle and then ride across the country back right. home to say hi to everybody and say, deuces, I'm never coming back.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> Just uh, want you to see me one last time. And yeah, then <laughs>
1: well, the way I looked at it is I came to visit all of you guys next time you'll have to come visit me wherever I decide to be, which right. will be in the Rockies. Um, so because of rerouting the whole thing, I, I literally did everything backwards. Instead of finishing <laughs> in Seattle and going to Massachusetts, I went to Massachusetts in new england visited home went back to uh went there and then went to seattle to restart so literally did the whole thing that i was originally planning on doing backwards and um but yeah me and him we saw each other in maine uh we did an episode as well um for that and uh update because he's been on mine a couple times now and uh yeah it's been really exciting he told me a couple weeks ago he's like hey man i was gonna try to keep it a surprise but uh, I feel like I'm not going to be able to uh, because of social media. Uh, I'm going to come to Vegas for your finish line.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I know that we were just talking about that. Right. And um, so it's going to be on Sunday and I was just like, Oh my God, where am I going to be on Sunday? Uh, I'm going to be in a hunt camp, but I think I'm going to be because of the time difference, which is perfect by the afternoon, by the time I get home, it'll be earlier. So We could probably connect because I think it's two hours difference between here, three here between me and Vegas.
1: Yeah, it's eleven o'clock right now, eleven twenty-five.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. All right, well, that's even better.
1: Yes, so we have plenty of time. Um, Yeah, (laughs) hopefully he'll get here in time. That's what I'm hoping. Um, But yeah, he. He's been a great supporter, uh, ambassador for my nonprofit. He's been a great supporter of a friend in my journey as well as his. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for him because one, he had to one up me. Uh, he, 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 went <laughs> he went to Anchorage. He did 49 states. He's
0: already, uh, done
1: all, he's already done all 49. He's doing extra now.
0: Well, <laughs> I wonder what he's going to, anyways, we're all going to talk about and see what he's up to for once he's done. Like yes. what's the next? Because I actually, um, it's funny because I interviewed a gentleman in Romania who has a company called uh, Velomobile. Have you seen mm-hmm. those VeloMobiles? They're like little cars over trikes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Recumbents? I, I want to
1: build one of those. I want to build yeah. one of
0: those. So I, I interviewed the owner of okay. this and he's like, yeah, we're looking to hire. I'm like, really? I mean, but this is a Romania, right? Um, and, and so I was like, "Hey, Alex, I don't know what you're up to, but <laughs> you always said you wanted to bike around, you know, like Europe. So, hey, here's a." <laughs> you he still, should reach he out. still wants
1: to. He still wants to. He's gonna. He's gonna. I know he wants to take some time to uh, build up his savings again because his original plan wasn't to do the 49 states. Uh, His plan oh. was to go around the world for two years, and um, oh, so. The beginning, he was supposed to leave at the end of March of
0: 2020. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, And he he, got stuck in this biking around the States. So he got
1: stuck in the (laughs) States. I'll just, I'll just go backwards. Maybe I'll, because originally he was going to start in Ireland and work around and finish in America. So he's like, screw it. I'll just go from America. I'll ride across and then hopefully Canada will open back up like a yeah. ride through Canada to Alaska and then hop over to Russia and and keep going.
0: You yeah, know? that's right, Russia so, all the way.
1: Well, because at the beginning of this, no, none of us thought this would be continuing still in a sense. Yeah. You know, as much as we're kind of getting to some type of normalcy,
0: mm-hmm. it,
1: it's still not, you know, he couldn't even ride his bike through Canada. He had to get a they, they made him get a car ride.
0: Oh. Yeah. I was wondering if he came through Canada. I'm like, hey, looks like you're in Canada. He's like, no, I'm just at, I don't know, <laughs> he was at <laughs> some Canadian sign that was in the States. I was like, what?
1: Yeah, what? they wouldn't let him go through. He had to wait and somebody gave him a ride and uh, they said, you have six hours to get to the next checkpoint on the other side. <laughs> and oh. they literally drove straight through. They weren't allowed to stop. They weren't allowed to sight see nothing.
0: We oh six wow. Hours.
1: We have your license plate. You better be there in 6 hours.
0: Oh crap. <laughs> wow, we have to ask you about that. So, for you, now talk about your new podcast because when I met you you were doing um you, you were on another podcast and you created your own. So, what's the what's your podcast about?
1: So, my podcast is Friends from the Road, um and it's about sharing stories of my journey of the road whether that's uh you know um it's not about being on my journey of actually on the bicycle so it's not going to end now that i'm done um but it's a journey of life it's 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 life you know we all have one and we all have it happening and we meet we all meet amazing people and sometimes they don't know they're amazing or they do and sometimes we don't even notice that they're amazing um in a sense like I share people's stories that are out there doing something epic in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to know why they do it. So whether that's like, for me, I started my journey because I felt like I had nowhere else. I had nothing else to live for. And this was my way of trying to um, find that reason, which mm-hmm. I did. Um, and other people it's just like, I just needed to get out of my job for a few weeks and other people it's um, you know, I, like the girl Robin, she's riding, for, she's doing it for suicide awareness as well. You know, yeah. it's, it, you're finding why they're doing it. And her is, uh, she lost some friends to suicide. So it was really connected to her in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I want to share people's inspiring stories in that way is to kind of connect them to why they're doing these amazing things um, and what got them over their hurdle if they're the ones struggling or even if they're not, you know, sometimes we struggle for other people's struggles. So yeah. sometimes that's why we do these, uh, these events and these journeys and uh, mm. these tours, whether that's in a van mm. or walking or anything to that effect. So, um, you know, it, it's about inspiring, encouraging, motivating, which I, technically is all the same word, but um, <laughs> it, it, it is. It's it's about sharing people's stories. And uh, the best part about it is we all have a story to share. And even if you don't think it's inspiring, which I've had a few people that are like, I don't think my story that I have is inspiring. I'm like, let me ask the questions. I know it'll be inspiring. And somebody, whether that's one person or a hundred people or a thousand, whatever, somebody will get something out of it. And whether that's the the 76-year-old gentleman that I interviewed uh, that's still riding his bike every year down the Pacific coast, Um, (laughs) you know, been doing it for- 40 years like whoa every year he does a portion of it or and unfortunately he thinks this is gonna be his last year told him to get an e-bike to keep doing it yeah really i was like you're you're allowed to you're old enough he's like i don't want to feel old enough oh yeah (laughs) oh you know stuff like that you know just i have people so often that are uh in their 50s and 60s that are like, I'm too old to do that.
0: Oh so gosh, like, I hate hearing that. I hate that. Like I have people that are,
1: <laughs> that are my age, that are in their 30s. They're like, I'm too old to be doing that.
0: Like, You're like, oh my gosh, what are you going to feel like in 20 years? Like yeah, if you feel like you, that
1: now? Yeah, exactly. Like, and then, you know, it's it's just these little things that I just that i hope that inspire people like it man this 76 year old guy is doing this or the 73 year old guy or the 63 year old guy that i interviewed you know all these older gentlemen hopefully it'll inspire you know somebody in the 30s 40s 50s 60s maybe 80s to go Mm -hmm. out there and be like you know i've always wanted to travel across the country i'm gonna do it on a i'm gonna hike across you know whatever it is i'm not saying they have to be as crazy as me for three and a half years or you know (laughs) you know go maybe go across your state or or across your uh your product you know, you know it, it, there's so many possibilities and so many of us aren't willing to see it because we've never seen somebody do it
0: right or I s- it. yeah like you guys I have, to, I have to say for myself like i've talked to my husband about doing some bike packing and the more i talk like i see you guys i i watch alex and then i start starting to see women that i know just going on like two days, four days, local stuff. I was like, whoa, if you can do that, I know you can probably, you could do anything. Like if you want to do it local, yeah. um, I'm like, well, what, what's cool okay. You, you have,
1: uh, you guys have like state campgrounds and stuff like that or mm-hmm. province campgrounds or whatever.
0: There's lots of rail trails, like converted yeah. railway. Yeah. You can just and, hold
1: off and camp for the day. Next, day I know, I
0: know. It's like, I don't have to like have a destination i can just sort of stop when i want and um and it's starting to really gain appeal like i don't know what it is but it just seems like more people are are exploring like bike packing oh yeah you have
1: to my next thing i I don't know when it'll be yet but i know i'm going to do the continent divide so where's that is that in it's the Rockies. It goes from Canada to Mexico. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. It,
1: it, technically, it starts in Canada. It's a few hundred miles in Canada, I think. And then it goes right. like a hundred miles into Mexico, I think it is. But, um, oh, so
0: you have to start in, in uh, what in Calgary? Like Alberta? Yes, that area. Um, oh, if you start from there. You um, <laughs> <laughs> can start in Montana. I, somewhere I, closer. Well,
1: it depends. One... Uh, by the time I do it, hopefully, I'll be allowed in Canada.
0: I know. Uh, if you're vaxxed, I'm sure you can come into Canada. Well, I will be. <laughs> uh, I, got my, I,
1: got, I got my first shot, actually, uh, the other day. Oh, and, boy. Uh, and Good. And I also, reason why I brought that up about Canada is I got a BUI uh, nine years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, Canada's That's a okay. I've Canada. got, like, an illegal ticket that I got in Michigan <laughs> speeding <laughs> ticket, but this is like 25 years ago. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why well, I'm like, uh, that state I'm not driving that state.
1: <laughs> no, Yeah. Canada, uh, if you get a DUI in America, they don't let you in for like 10 years.
0: <gasps> oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Really? If get, supposedly if you get two, it's a lifetime, no driving, <laughs> oh, no geez. entry. Yeah. So, uh, luckily I don't drink anymore, but, uh, my 10 year mark is 2022.
0: And, oh uh, my gosh. Okay. So,
1: um, hopefully by then I'll have my passport all situated and everything else. Mm-hmm. I do want to do a lot of traveling. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't, I've seen
0: America now and I need to go see everywhere else. You have to bike across Canada. Like a lot of people. Yeah, one you know, end to
1: the other. If I do that, I'm going to do the, um, Oh, what's the, I can't remember. The transcontinental?
0: One. No. What's the guy? Trans-
1: Who's the guy? Terry, Terry. Uh, oh, Terry Fox. Fox. Yeah. I would do the, I would pretty much do his trip. His, do his trip. Yeah. Cause I thought, yeah, yeah I, I still like that dude is badass. Yeah. Afterlife, like still to this day.
0: Mm-hmm. So, well, we celebrate him a lot. So I now, know you guys do. Yeah. We do Terry Fox runs every year to raise money. For his organization now i know what's next now but i just want to ask before we kind of drop bring it to a close are you thinking now now that you're kind of have a plan you're going to get the van you're going to get up to denver do you have a a plan of where you want to go with your podcast or creating um Something around suicide awareness because remember at the time you were promoting a program still am and are you st- you still are okay, so you're yeah. still working with that organization, so I was just wondering if you thought of actually I don't know, exactly like a course that. uh you know something uh a little bit more tangible that people can access like just from you um
1: so. For now, we're still sticking with Living Works doing the Start Training course, which is online. So Okay, Living Works.
0: This, yeah. Anybody
1: that watches this or hears this, they're more than welcome to reach out to opaatm at gmail.com. Uh, put in your subject line, start help. And all we need is your first and last name. We already have your email and we will enroll you for free to the course. All we ask is you take the course um, seriously and uh, take it. And within 30 days, you have access to the information after so that if you do have somebody that's in crisis, you have resources available. Um, So that'll be where we stay at for a while for my nonprofit.
0: Um, Okay. My
1: my ultimate goal after I get established, obviously, I I tell people and I mean it is you got to focus on yourself to be able to help more people. And I'm Mm -hmm. at a stage of my journey where I need to focus on me. That doesn't mean that I'm giving up on anything. The the podcast will still continue uh, Mm because I'm going to be in Colorado. So I'm going to meet amazing people that are out there uh, doing awesome stuff. So the journey of the podcast will continue, friends from the road, the road of life, people Mm -hmm. that I meet that are willing to share their stories of inspiration. Um, My ultimate goal for my nonprofit is I have this vision and it'll take some
0: time to get to it. But uh, That's okay, as long as you have one. Oh, I have a very, it's a bit of mind. a more, it's a more roadmap. I
1: want to make a
0: wellness resort campground. Oh, very nice. Um,
1: and I want to tie the nonprofit to it so that I can bring people um, in for whether that's a weekend week or you know, month long uh, program. Are you, um,
0: hold on. I think he's frozen. Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> the, me- I'll go back. So. Yeah. So you're talking about your wellness resort campground.
1: Yeah. So I'm hoping with the wellness resort campground to be able to to build that up on some property near, uh, state or federal land so that we can use that property where biking and stuff, hiking, you know, nature is allowed, uh, where I don't have to worry about it disappearing anytime soon.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: Really. And ultimately the goal is to get programs where, um, we get people involved in different activities whether that's cycling going mountain biking uh you know meditating yoga i want to have uh yoga instructors i want to have uh different different things <laughs> going on so people can learn different techniques and skills so that whether that's when one they like or not at least they get an opportunity to try them um if they you know and that may end up being like i might bring a friend in my goal is to have instructors that are suicide loss survivors or suicide survivors themselves things activities like me if, if i'm going to do it i'm going to show people biking because my my zen activity is cycling i love yeah. it um whereas a good friend of mine's activity is painting and she's already uh said that she would love to do a painting course and then another friend a oh piano course. so you know having them like hey when are you free to come to the, the campground or the, the, to, to do the clinic, we'll point it all out, uh, we'll get people to enroll in it, and then we'll have it happen. Um, and then that way, you know, the person that's going through the course, usually the goal is to get people that are struggling to try to find something, find purpose or find an activity for themselves to keep them healthy. You know? So the goal, in my opinion, is to get people that are uh, on the same level with them or have been on the same level. You know, if I get somebody that's, you know, just a bike guy that's never dealt with suicide or never dealt with mental health issues, which in reality, we all have dealt with mental health in some form, but I want to be able to get these people that are trying to find their way to connect to somebody. And I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of times uh, that's the hardest part is connecting to somebody that's willing to share their story. And so that's kind of the goal is to get people that are wanting to share their story, care about uh, sharing their passion. Yeah. And, uh, and giving those, uh, those individuals the opportunity to experience that. And if it's for them, it's awesome. If not, hey, we got these other opportunities for you. And, uh, and because of being, uh, my goal is to be in the Rockies for sure. So, okay. you know, that, you know, obviously is going to be more of like a better season thing.
0: But mm-hmm. that doesn't
1: end there. My goal is to, you know, incorporate, uh, with, especially with some of the other organizations that I already know, uh, you know, snowboarding and, you know, doing winter sports and maybe even getting snowmobiles in place, you know, getting out there and just that wind therapy instead of on a
0: motorcycle.
1: you know, different op- opportunities. Um, but the root of it will start with cycling because that's where it's hard for me. That's where, so, it
0: is where it's at.
1: Yeah, and it's the one pedal at a time. But in reality, mm-hmm. the goal is to grow it so much that it's, it's about taking it one activity at a time and finding that activity that's best for you. And then ultimately, uh, the goal is to, uh, graduate from the start program, um, to start training people on assist and other, uh, more advanced courses that are in in person. Um, Uh to do that, I have to be certified. I'm not certified to do that yet. So I have to get my own certifications to be an instructor and have certain certain criteria to be, um, to, to meet for that. And I'm far from that yet, uh, or have the people to do it, but in time i believe that that'll happen and we'll be able to not just bring bring people that are struggling in but bring people that want to make a difference and that are already you know man i can go to this activity that's about mountain biking it's you know maybe it's a small cost or free of charge whatever it ends up being um and i get to go mountain biking and they're going to teach me about like a thing that i'm passionate about i'm down you know that's the goal at least so um there's a big future, there's big plans. It I, I'm not gonna lie, it's five to ten years down the road. Um, I, I'm hoping sooner than later, but um we're taking mm-hmm. it one day at a time, one one task at a time. So um, I those, I love that. It's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen deep down. I know where I'm supposed to take this and where it's mm-hmm. gonna be. It's uh it's the shallow stuff that I, I gotta get through to get there. So working on all that and uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, Something else that you know we hadn't talked about for everybody else is uh, the last time we talked, I had a beard.
0: Oh yes. Well, Uh, you guys, if you're on YouTube, you're gonna see that Dan is nicely shaved, so we can see his dimples and all his like little my jawline, everything. Your jawline, (laughs) your your smile. Yeah, I love it. It looks great. uh, You won't get go the hair though.
1: It's okay. the hair I learned, you know, when I started this journey, I uh, I knew part of my journey was I was going to grow my hair and my beard the whole trip. And, uh, and I wasn't going to cut it until I finished. I'm Are you Vegas. pulling
0: a forest Gump on us? Yes, I am.
1: You were. <laughs> that was part of it. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that was
1: definitely something. And plus, part of my thing was the longer on my journey it went, the more homeless looking I would look or more ragged I would look. So it, it would prove to me that people are still willing to be helpful and caring to people regardless of mm-hmm. the way they look. And, uh, and it was definitely proven because I'm still alive and, and well. But um, Well,
0: I'll have to say, Dan, uh, that you have a great smile and a very warm smile and a very friendly smile. And, and really you can see past all that when you see your smile and you got great teeth too. I'm a teeth person and and it, and if you're not taking care of your teeth, then <laughs> I've never had a cavity. Never oh never my gosh. Well, I saw that you went to the dentist, but like for me, I was like, yeah, you know, I can see that you take care of yourself because I, I, I and maybe I'm a little shallow, but I always look at teeth. And yeah. teeth are like it's like looking into your eyes. If you're not the the smile of your eyes and yeah, you mean, know if, if your it, teeth are it's one, aren't, or, the other. It's one yeah. or the other,
1: you know, you can read a person by their eyes, and if you can't read a person by their eyes, you can read them by their mouth. Yeah. And and uh and I, I feel like yeah, I agree with that. So <laughs> um but yeah, no, is- I, uh so for everybody not seeing it i uh so like i said part of my journey was growing the beard and the hair the whole mm-hmm. time um i've always been pretty much short beard clean cut for the most part um th- this is definitely longest hair i've ever had it it's down to uh, uh realistically it's down to my nipples <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's down there now which is insane <laughs> uh when i initially planned it i planned on cutting it all after i finished uh, I was hoping that my hair would be long enough to donate, so I could donate it.
0: Oh right, um,
1: it's not long enough to donate because they have like this criteria that I'm not yeah. in ten and, inches,
0: something like uh, that. Twelve inches. Oh really? Yeah, and yeah. they don't.
1: It's, they take like an inch and a half or two inches from the bottom, right? Twelve inches, and then you still have to have like tw- two inches above that, so they cut it all. So it's like yeah. I need to have like sixteen inches. I'm like, I don't got that. <laughs>
0: You and, keep trimming and, your hair so it grows out nice. <laughs>
1: it will at some
0: point, but I've actually learned to love it. I, I love
1: my curly locks. and uh, Oh, it's, it's yes. Great stuff. The, they look awesome. Uh, uh, I've learned to love it, but I was definitely looking forward to getting rid of uh, the beard, um, mostly. I, I think I went a little shorter than I wanted. But no, no, it's good. It, it looks good right now, but I think it's going to get a little longer. Um, but it'll be consistent. It will be... Uh, stylish oh yes
0: well everybody can go and check out because i think did you post it on your instagram or your facebook not Not yet yet. no Uh, i
1: I, i'm the i got the first look you got the first (laughs) look uh so hopefully this doesn't come out before i finish on the 10th but uh, no
0: this will come out in november actually so everybody will have to go to instagram to see you finish and see your new look Yes. And uh, I'm going to try I'm... my
1: best to, to leave my face out of pictures until Sunday.
0: Oh, you have to pull your hat down. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about wearing
1: a mask, but usually my beard hangs out of my mask. So
0: oh, good point. Oh, I oh no. good of... luck. It's Wednesday. Sure... No,
1: it's Tuesday. <laughs> it's Tuesday. And I got some friends coming into town. I'm hanging out with Friday. I'm going to have you ever heard of Meow Wolf? No. Well, if you got time, check it out. Everybody else, check it out as well. I'm gonna go experience that. It's like an art installation an escape. I don't even know some mystery thing that I'm. Oh, is it like an escape room? Uh, from what I understand, it's similar to an escape room, but I don't know if that's actually it. And then it's oh. also like an art thing. So like mm-hmm. you have, to, it's like a, it's art that you have to make a puzzle piece to figure out how to get.
0: Oh. I don't oh, know. well, I'll look forward that's my to. my guess.
1: That's my to, guess. I don't know.
0: What, following what that on the on Friday. <laughs> yes, I'll have that up. Uh, so,
1: other than that, I'm uh I said, I'm just really excited to uh, accomplish it. Uh, the journey, twenty two thousand miles uh, was the total number. Wow. Um, and three years, seven months, and six days it'll be when I finish on the tenth. Um, so it, it's been pretty amazing.
0: Well, I am so glad and grateful that I got to meet you and my friend knew of you and heard of you that she got you know she sent your your page my way and so I, I was able to,
1: to re- Yes
0: yeah. <laughs> and and that I was you know able to uh catch you in January um and I'm super excited about bringing you back for you know like in another in a year and and seeing how things are going in Denver and how your your dream is playing out because I, I love that. I like a wellness resort. I think that's it's amazing. And and for suicide uh, survivors and yeah, and um, and my family members and things like that. I think it's so awesome. So make sure you guys, I wanna th- thank our listeners and that just to make sure that you're following both of us on Instagram. And you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Secrets from the Saddle Podcast. So if you want to go and find Dan's episode, which is episode 17, you can go there on Instagram and all of the episodes are there. So you can go back and access that one and uh, and have a listen as to where Dan was like almost a year ago and to where he is today. So I'm yeah, so grateful like that we're friends, and hopefully we'll be connecting on Sunday. So with that, yes. everybody, thanks a lot, Dan. I'm oh, I'm so happy for you.
1: Thank you so much,
0: Lily. It's been uh, it's
1: always a pleasure. I'm so happy we connected. Hopefully one day we'll get to meet in person. Hey, um, when you make
0: it up to Canada, you better come to Ottawa.
1: Well, I will. I if, I do <laughs> if I'm gonna do
0: Canada, I'm gonna go across Canada. Yeah. Um, but vice versa, if you come down here, look me up. I will, for sure. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback.